Hi everyone, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and I just wanted to come to you today and talk about like what a puppy walk looks like. Um, so as you're, you're, you get this puppy home and a lot of people get their puppy and they're thinking, alright, i got to walk this dog every day. And I've talked about this a little bit before with like, um, I think we called it the short walk. It's a podcast about the short walk. Uh, but I wanted to add a few more little tips today about getting your puppy to learn to heal. So um, when it comes down to walking a puppy, you really shouldn't expect too much. It's one of the harder things for a puppy to grasp. So the first, the first thing is take your expectations way down. And when I say that, some people will say, like I'll, I'll ask them about their puppy and they'll say, oh, my puppy already heals. Like they're perfect. Yes, they will while they're really young because they're like nervous they're going to die when you take them out. You know, like they need, they're like, this is my protector. So I'm going to stay right here where I can see them. So a lot of times people, um, I always think it's kind of funny. I get a little chuckle when people say, my puppy already heals. Just wait a month, okay? (laughs) When they start getting a little braver, they're probably not going to keep doing it. Now, at the same time, if that's happening and your puppy's good at it, good on you. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's what we want. We want a dog that focuses when they walk. So we start teaching this. Um, you know, you can start teaching it pretty much right away. Like, you, while they're, they're healing and they're interested in food, you can teach this with food. And the way we do that is you're going to um, have that food pouch and you're walking along. And that puppy's right next to you and they look up at you. And you're going to mark it with the word yes or with a clicker or something like that. And then take that food. And the most people, the problem most people have is they lean forward and put the food kind of in front of them, which is then, of course, going to encourage that puppy too far forward. So you kind of look weird while you're walking. You look like your legs are way too long for yourself because you're you're almost like, I, I don't know, you're kind of scrunching down and you're putting that food right behind your heel. Okay, that's how you're you're teaching that. Now that's not easy on your back, and your neighbors are going to think you look funny uh, doing that. So you could always do it in the privacy of your own home, but that's kind of the process to getting a puppy to do that. And you can see things on our Instagram page at Cornerstone Dog Training, um, or in our videos at CornerstonePuppy.com with our membership program. You can see that there. Um, the other, other little tips you can do is you can have that puppy use a wall, you know, use a garage door, use a fence line or something like that. Because then if you can have that puppy fence line and then the puppy and then you, and you're trying to teach this, it just gives you one less angle of distraction. So it's a a lot of trainers use a wall to kind of get things going and get things started because it just helps give them more opportunities to look at you because the wall's not that exciting. Um, other things you can do when you're actually going for a walk, okay? They've had enough shots. You're not worried about them uh, getting sick or something like that. Um, and odds are that they aren't going to get sick even if they haven't had enough shots. But you just want to be cautious. Um, usually it's parvo you're worried about, and that's a fecal-borne disease. So you kind of, if you're keeping them on the sidewalk, you're usually pretty good. But again, I would hate to be the reason that um, you had that problem or your, your puppy had that problem. So it would be super cautious with with those things before they get those those rounds of shots. But 
when you take a puppy, like let's say I do want to walk somewhere. Um, I like to start with two to five minutes of focused walking. Now, focused walking for a puppy, they're not always perfect. I'm probably not even really going to use a leash all that much other than to keep them from running all the way off. And I'm going to try and have them focus like we've talked about before with, you know, to the usually to the left. To the left is traditional, but you can do it in any direction you want. And I'm going to have them healing there. And we'll do that for like two minutes. And then I like to put a puppy on, um, you know, you can use just food and use no long line. Uh, or I like to kind of, I, I like to put a puppy on a long line so that like 20 feet long and they're just hooked usually to their flat collar or a harness or something even though I don't use those things to train um it's good you know because this is just a kind of a casual happy-go-lucky walk and my goal is I just don't want them one pulling on the leash so if the leash is going to go tight then I'm going to flick it so that they come back and then I'm going to reward tell them to come each time maybe at different distances I'm just going to tell them to come kind of back up and reward them. So I'm working more on actually a recall command than on a healing command. But think about this. If a dog can recall and you make that recall really short and then they're kind of standing and walking in the same direction as you, guess what? You just got a heal command. So the recall command is is the beginning of a heal command. You just need to be able to make it smaller and smaller and smaller and hone it in until the puppy is walking right next to you. Again, don't get frustrated, okay? When a, if a puppy's walking three feet ahead of me um, and turning and looking back, making sure I'm there, it depends on the age, but I'm usually pretty okay with it. Um, and, and you work on getting better and better. And so you have your walks like that and you come back and you end with two to five minutes of a focused walk of like, you no, you're going to really focus on me and you're going to use all your little tricks to kind of get them to focus on you. But again, recall is part of learning heal. Now, here's another little trick, okay? One of the things we have on our membership page that we put in our Cornerstone Puppy Training Program is we like to teach puppies to do a, a touchpad. And basically what a touchpad is, we actually use like a kind of a like a two-inch deep frying pan um, or sauce, but not... I don't know my pans very well, so... Um, like a skillet pen, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, one that is kind of ha- has more of a 90-degree edge. I have Somebody's going to know what that is. I have no idea. I'm so uncultured. But um, and we, I like to use like a pan like that, and I just flip it upside down. And then we teach the puppy to put their two front paws on there. It's like a place command, but only for the two front paws. Now, what does that have to do with learning to heal? Well, you watch your dog. A lot of times dogs don't have very good back end awareness. They're, they're not really aware what their back end is doing. Okay. So, and it's kind of fun to watch, you know, some, some dogs have the, like the wiggle bum thing going on and they, it's like, they can't control it. They don't know what it is, but a lot of, it's really, really hard for most dogs. Like, let's say they're in a hill position. Um, and you just, turn at a 90 degree angle you don't move your feet really you just turn at a 90 degree angle all of a sudden that dog's in front of you and it's really hard for them to say oh I need to pivot on my front feet my shoulders right there they just don't know how to do it so this is a a skill that's awesome to teach a dog because as they get more back end awareness they can heal better they can move their back end with you as you move so if you've ever seen like sport dogs or anything like that um 
or like sport trials with with German Shepherd, like they are amazing at moving their back ends, and that's because they do touch pad training among other things. So that touch pad training is awesome, and it, it is it's really like low pressure. You're just basically using food with that, and as you use food with with that command. We start to teach a puppy, first of all, to come toward us, get those paws on, and we're just going to hold the food and let them mouth it until they get up, they, they touch the pan. And then once they touch the pan once, food is released. Yes, food is released. And then we, we just start pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And sometimes this takes like a week. I mean, you can do it faster, but really, like, if I want my puppy to really get it and be solid, it's going to take week, maybe weeks for these puppies to get good at touch pad training. And as they get that, as they get really solid that way, they start to kind of fill it. And we start to move that food around their head to the right or to the left. And by moving their head around, so it kind of makes a U-shape back towards their back end, they'll take a little step with one of their back feet. And then we start to reward that. So a puppy starts to learn to move their back end to get this food. They stay with my paws on the touch pad. So there's... Lots of good food ways to do it. When a puppy's a little older, say around four, or uh, I like to even wait till they're four and a half, or maybe even five months, then we can start to use uh, like a slip lead. And I mean, you can use it earlier, true, but I just don't like to push it. I don't feel it's kind of like, you know, when I was barely, when I was first a parent, my first time being a parent. I wanted my kid to to walk and to crawl and like to well to crawl first and then to walk and every time it was really big deal, and it's kind of silly but like, um, with our seventh child it's just like, uh, he'll figure it out. Our sixth child walks of course by now but we I, I mean I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong but I don't really push it. It's like, yeah they'll figure it out like they all do. And could he learn it maybe faster if we really pushed him? You know yeah maybe but. It's just kind of, you know, the way we are. We're just like, you know what, they'll get it. And we'll keep, what we'll, you know, we want them to walk. We want them to learn those things. My wife sometimes doesn't want them to learn how to walk because they get into more trouble or to crawl. And I'm the one that's like, hey, you know how to walk now. Let me teach you how to climb. But <laughs> but I'm not pushing it. That's what I'm saying. So, like, with a puppy, I don't, I don't really push them to heal perfectly right at first. There's so many behind the scenes you can do like that touch pad and the walking next to a wall, as well as like just getting focus as I'm walking. Um, so many things like that. Becoming somebody who's worth focusing on is what really makes a difference there. If you're sitting there saying, well, yeah, but my puppy won't focus for anything. Puppies inherently don't focus very well. That's why they're puppies. Um, but really they go faster than we do. And by five months, you can have a puppy that focusing pretty darn good uh pretty amazingly if you've been working on it through those months um so yeah i mean and if you have an older dog and you're struggling with that it was kind of fun today today i went and i met with a a breeder here in utah i do that regularly but i met with the breeder to kind of look at her litter and to talk about some training and she was super awesome she was way cool and she had a beautiful um, small golden retriever as her three-year-old dog. And she said, I love my dog, but I hate walking my dog. Do you have any tips for walking? That's actually why I'm doing a podcast on this. Cause she made me think about it. But, um, so we got a leash and we, I said, Hey, do you want it? Do you want to go out and just walk with your dog a little bit? 
and I just started walking a little bit and teaching her dog to focus. Now her dog is awesome and was good at a lot of things, but not good at walking. But as I work to become somebody in, you know, in the way I'm walking and there's technique there again, that's in the puppy videos as well as in our advanced training. But as I'm walking and you're kind of switching directions, so the dog's like, whoa, where'd they go? And you become someone worth focusing on, then that changes. And 10 minutes later, she was walking her dog on a loose leash, stopping and her dog would stop. Now, that's not always typical. Sometimes it's harder than other times. Um, like I said, she had a really pretty awesome dog that had done a lot of other training, but caught on really, really fast. And she stood there in awe and she was just like, I've been working on this for three years and every time I, I don't like walking my dog and you just came in 10 minutes and did this. So you do the background stuff for a puppy and it takes way more than 10 minutes because it pays off big time going forward. As you get to a dog that's, you know, five, six months old and you're saying, hey, this is how I want you to do it. They've learned to understand pressure. They've understand release and, and those things translate forever in a dog's mind. And it wasn't a hard step. It was it was pretty easy and it's fun. It's fun for me as a trainer when people start to see it happening and see it working. The hardest part you're going to face with a puppy is that it's slow. People come with a dog that has all sorts of issues, anxiety or aggression and in, you know, a class or two or three weeks, we we can they're seeing a major difference and they're like, "Wow, this is awesome. This is transformative." With a puppy, it's happening, but we don't always see it because we're growing with it, and so are they. So it's sometimes good to remember those steps and remember that, yeah, healing's going to take a little longer. It's going to take some time, and there's a lot of background things you can work on to get there before you really ask for too much from your puppy or ask for more even. But it's really, really cool when they can do it, when a dog can focus on you and walk with you wherever you go, whether it's in a store or whether it's through a park or whether there's a soccer game going on. It's really, really awesome to have that kind of relationship with your dog. So I highly recommend it. Just remember with your puppy to go slow, keep it lighthearted and focus on focus. Make sure that it's the focus. The walk is great, but if there's no focus to it, then it's not really changing our dogs. So we start to work on all those background things and you're going to have a great, awesome dog. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope your your training's going well. Please let us know if you want to. We we actually we're excited because this week it's going to happen pretty soon. This week or next week we're going to have a new website, and uh, we'll tell you more about it when it comes. But happy training.